0: Well, Nicole, another episode, another day, another Della. I got my glass of wine and I'm ready to rant.
1: Heck yeah, we're ready to go. I got my tequila in hand with a big old ice cube and lots of opinions. I got lots of advice and lots of feelings. Uh, yes,
0: you do. <laughs> Shall we get to it? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Here's another episode of Inside the Agency. We have the fabulous Al Miro with us today. Dun dun dun! We have a guest.
2: Yay! Hey guys. Drum roll. Yeah. The fabulous Al Miro. No, stop it.
1: Trainer to the stars.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> if I would I like some it. abs, can I order some abs from uh, you, please?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I'd like the full body package, please. Yeah, yeah. So you,
2: <laughs> yeah so you get coaching and then if you pay extra, you get you get some abs. Nice yeah. Mm. At the end of the month, you know, get a little package from Amazon.
0: Yeah, it's good. <laughs> good. Fabulous. did you, that's great. Did, you did you see my Instagram? where it said, "Can I Amazon prime this?" So I when did, you sent the package yeah. from Amazon, exactly. it was about manifesting and it's about like, stop, like I said, about enjoying what's happening right now and being grateful, but also be grateful for the stuff that's coming and your pack, you know, your, your dreams are on the way. And I'm like, can I Amazon prime this please? Seriously, like I'd like my dreams actually. to start right
2: now. tomorrow.
1: Yes. Tomorrow like I need them by, by five.
2: tomorrow. Yeah. That's overnight great. delivery. Like positivity, but like I needed ASAP. Mm-hmm.
1: Like oh I, need <laughs> I need it yesterday.
2: I need it yesterday because shit's not going well. So.
1: No, no. You no. Know, today sucks. Let's <laughs> just change this. Can I get it by five?
2: <laughs> oh my God.
1: Well,
0: we have you join us today because you're not just a wonderful actor. Yes, you are a client of ours. So of course we think you're amazing. Uh, you also
2: are a coach, an acting coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been coaching. I was just thinking about it. I've been coaching for... I think seven or eight years now. So it's been quiet. It's been quite a while.
0: Well, do you want to bring us back to the start?
2: Sure. Tell us you about know, some
0: crazy stories of how you even got into this business. Oh
2: man. Yeah. I mean, for coaching, I, you know, and I hate to say it, but I, I did fall into it. I was doing a, um, a friend of mine was teaching out of school uh, for kids and then she, I was doing a play, and uh, I think something happened. And the owner of the school came to see the play and offered me a job teaching kids. So I started teaching kids. Um, her name was uh, Is Carol, and I was teaching kids for about three years, uh, just kind of on weekends and doing that. And um, it was great. It was it was really fun. You know, it was uh, probably a bit more challenging than uh, coaching adults because a little bit of it was also babysitting you know and he was a lot Listen, of energy there's and some also,
1: babysitting with adults too
2: <laughs> Oh, oh sometimes guess,
1: more difficult than we're children we're professional babysitters at this I, point
2: I yeah. spent yesterday catching up in your episodes and I listened to the one right after Christmas and I was like oh my god
0: we're sorry your ears might be hurting yeah, your like, ear may be bleeding they yeah. were
2: they were having a bad day uh,
0: yeah <laughs> It happens. <laughs> I, th- I think it was the fact that Christmas, I had four days off. I was supposed yeah. to have two to three weeks and I ended up getting four days and the pressure was just on straight right. on. But Man, like, like yeah. other than coaching, I want to dial it right back and then we yeah. can come back to coaching. I want you to talk about your start, start, like how you As got into being an actor. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, it's something I always wanted to do. Um, literally one of those people that since I was a kid, I just wanted to be an actor. I don't even know why I, I guess I used to watch a lot of movies and I just always wanted to do it. It was a bit tricky because my family moved a lot. And so, you know, we went from, from Italy, we moved to Montreal, then we came to Vancouver. And so the language was always an issue for me because I wanted to be an actor, but I could never speak any language of where we moved to because <laughs> mm-hmm. I would learn the language and then we'd move somewhere else and then I have to learn something else. And then we'd move again and, you know. But when I was in um, in high school, I, you know, I decided to join the drama club and I started doing plays, even though I didn't speak English. Um, so my first few plays I did full on just memorizing everything, but having no idea what I was saying.
1: Oh my gosh, that must I, have been difficult.
2: Yeah. And the first play <laughs> I did was called The Complete Works of Shakespeare
1: a <laughs> <There was laughs> very,
0: very <laughs> gentle iambic <laughs> I pentameter memorization <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it was only three actors and we were doing the whole play and pretty much going through every shakespeare play and i didn't speak english but because i didn't speak english i put so much into it into my physicality and my voice and my energy that people loved it and i had a great time um and you know and so i did that throughout high school and then when i got out of high school i uh auditioned for some drama schools and I went to a, a theater program here. And then after that, I started auditioning. Um, and again, it was tricky because my English wasn't the best, but I ended up booking a couple of roles right off the bat. Um, one was on the show Intelligence and it was a recurring uh, and then another CTV show. And then I decided to, my dream was always to uh, train in New York City. So then I, uh, I went down to Seattle. I took a little bus they weren't auditioning mm-hmm. in vancouver so i got on a bus with my backpack mm-hmm. and i went out to seattle and uh and auditioned for circling the square theater school and then i got in and then i went to new york for uh a couple of years and and then that's the beginning that's when wow. how
1: was it starting i'm i've lived in new york for a while and i freaking yeah. love that city so i, too, I yeah. can only imagine the inspiration i think it draws for all sorts oh. of careers Uh, especially
2: for theater or film and television yeah it's amazing i gotta say it's like a tough city to move to when i think i was 21 and i was super naive i didn't really know anything about the world and i just went there again like with my backpack and uh and it was tough like at first i landed there and even opening a bank account was impossible so i showed up with like a check and no bank would open a bank account for me because mm-hmm. I didn't have a social security number and so I didn't know what to do and finally I went to somebody's like go down to get your social security number and I had to go all the way like in I think it was called Jamaica Queens yeah I got yeah. there and was like <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so I went to <laughs> Jamaica Queens to you know and I uh and I was waiting um hours and hours in this lineup and finally I got up to you know the little booth and there's this really new yorker woman who was not nice and uh, she looks at me and she's like uh, what do you want i was like i need to get a social security number because i need to open a bank account and she's like okay well show us your visa and i said i only have a student visa and she's like well then you can't get a social security number and i said but i but i don't know how to open a bank account and and i only have 10 dollars in my pocket and she looks at me and she's like welcome to new york and she just <laughs> lands a little window and goes next
0: <laughs> okay but i want to bring up something so i got my visa two years ago and i went to la all excited i'm like yep. okay here we go i'm gonna go down for a month and i remember calling nicole being like they will not let me open a bank account because no. I didn't have a permanent LA address. Yeah. I'm like, here yeah. I am with a visa, yeah. but I don't have a permanent LA address. And they're like, we refuse to open a bank account. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to put a deposit down on an apartment if I can't move money over? Yeah. And so I'm like, it's it's so amazing that you can jump through all these hoops, getting a visa, oh getting God. a student visa. And then you get there and you're all psyched to go. And all you get is next and glass exactly. slammed in your face. And you're like, exactly. what the
1: fuck? Like, it's a
2: rude awakening. You just yeah. like yeah. you realize, and it's not like in Vancouver where people are no. nice, you know. I love New Yorkers <laughs> in the end, but that first week was tough, man. The thing it does do, it makes you it does make you stronger. You Resilient. Know? Resilient. And you, or you
0: sitting to, at the end of the curb crying, like I've seen. Oh, I oh I did that. I mean, after <laughs> well, I walked
2: out of that, you know, I sat in Jamaica Queens and cried. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it wasn't real, Jamaica.
2: You would have at least had a tan crying.
0: I, totally.
2: No, no, it was not.
1: But <laughs> it's, it's you can't even get a credit card there. It doesn't matter. You it's have so, to gain innocent. credit. Like you have yeah, to start yeah, yeah. getting credit cards or, yeah. or yeah. gain credit through little things. Like, I think it's like Bloomingdale's or stuff like yeah. that. Because I remember, it doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account, matter. they will not open a credit card for you. You have to yeah. establish credit there.
2: And that's a good okay. note for all the actors that, you know, mm-hmm. if there's any actors listening that want to move to the States, either to go to school or like you said, on an old one, There's ways of making it work, but just know what you're getting into.
0: Yeah. Know Know that you're not done with the battles, (laughs) even when you get there and you have the approval. And by the way, it's vice versa. Those Americans coming up to Canada, we had some clients come up from. LA recently and spend the last year, they had so much problems with a bank account. I was having to wire their American accounts. They were then having to send that money up to Canada and send them walking in and cashing a check. It was ridiculous. So just know there are issues on both sides of the (laughs) border.
1: Also too, if you're Canadian and move to the States, don't change your Canadian address at your bank to a US account because it will flag you. Oh. Just FYI, <laughs> <Good to know. laughs> the government will think you're like trying to like, you know, keep money in both countries. So don't do that either.
2: <laughs>
0: well, know. and good actually you've just brought up a really good point that I want to bring up to um, Americans that come up and are doing a SAG contract in Canada. Cause what we found out was if you have a SAG U S address, but you're recently come up to Canada to shoot and are trying to work as a local hire. If SAG has your US address and you do a SAG contract, they garnish your wages like you're not a local hire. We've just had this happen. So there's so much red tape. I mean, there's, so please know there, your agent has your back, but sometimes it's a bit of a bumpy ride (laughs) getting everything
1: sorted out.
2: Totally, totally. And things come up, you don't even think about it. And then it's happening you're like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought about that yeah
1: Yeah. no and this is the these are the things that you probably don't think about because even just getting a visa you think okay great i'm in i'm set oh man it's like trying finding an apartment trying to find a bank account (laughs) getting a credit card make sure you have enough money when you go down
2: (laughs) yeah and i mean i i kind of wanted to bring that up uh since we're talking about visas I, i ended up getting a no one visa um you know after the theater school and um after theater school, you get an OPT, which is a one year working visa. Uh, and that one's fine. But the 01 in New York was a nightmare. A <laughs> yeah. nightmare. Because what I started- had to do. Well, no, to get it was fine. You just pay a lot of money. <laughs> okay. A <laughs> nice lawyer is like, oh, I'll make it work for you, whatever. But then I ended up getting a manager, and, and the manager was trying to hook me up with uh, Abrams in new york and i ended up getting a meeting and they were actually like super excited to work with me but then they figured out i didn't have a green card that and and i had an oh one and and it must have been a weird time because they're just like look all the breakdowns coming in are saying that uh, the studios are not accepting 01s." ones and i was yeah, like yeah so i
0: sorry i have to bring something up before i miss this thought get yeah. this It was about 15 years ago. I had a client test for the Louis Guzman pilot. Mm -hmm. My client was a Canadian. She tested, she got the gig. We negotiated her contract and they couldn't get the visa through. So after that, Fox stopped seeing any Canadians. That was my client at the time. I'm not going to say names, but let me tell you, the this saddest is fault, part is, Michelle? this is Michelle's no. fault. <laughs> this is why I have
2: to leave New York.
0: <laughs> so get this, if you can believe it, because unfortunately they, they just assumed the visa would go through because this person had a lengthy resume with a yeah. bunch of series regulars on it. And what was so devastating is they took all of the shots like the promo shots wow. and then had to recast her. Oh. So because her visa didn't go through, it was the only deny I've actually had in my entire life in 25 years is the only denial I've ever had. So maybe there's a criminal record. I don't know about, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but this is so horrific. This client was devastated that they had to recast and then her photo went up the initial promo with another woman's name underneath it. I mean, it was wow. so horrific. But then wow. Sony followed suit, and yeah. now other networks have followed suit as well. So yes, unfortunately, my client yeah. was the reason Fox stopped seeing. Well,
2: thank man. you, Michelle. <laughs> and this is why I'm I in Vancouver now.
0: Hey, <laughs> okay, I rep you now.
2: You know, especially as a young actor, and I didn't have a lot of money back then. So all my money went to the lawyer. You know what and I mean? And those
1: visas are not They're cheap. They're not
2: cheap. And I put all my money into it. I was devastated. I remember going, you know, um, man, i I don't know if I should say that, but, anyway it's fine I'm not gonna say say names but I did go to her you know I went to her office and I was really upset because I was like I don't understand what what this is for because they're telling me that I can't audition for film and tv and I know for a fact that you can't audition for theater if it's union because they don't accept visas I was like so what is this for and she goes well you can do web series
0: oh my god oh my god really I wanted to gag there for a moment. Okay, can yeah, I just cut really in for a right sec? Right. I wanna talk about something really important because those of you listening, we don't wanna scare the crap out of you. Look, if you get an one oh. it does open a lot of doors. It's just there's two or three networks that will not touch an O1 visa. They will want a green card or a US citizen. Yeah. So please be aware. At the same time, those networks, if they're struggling to find the right person with the right look, especially indigenous or certain nationalities or diversities that they're looking for right now, they will move Mountains. So let me tell you that is changing. It's actually a lot has changed right. since Biden's been in office too. So let me tell you over the last fifteen years, or I don't want to age you, Al. So twenty years, no, ten years since you've been in yeah. school. I'm you. <laughs> you, right? <laughs> yeah, but just you know, an one does open a lot of doors. But I think <laughs> yeah, forty-five years ago. But I think Nicole loves to okay. say something always, and I want her to repeat herself. But we always say an O1 doesn't mean that you're going to go to the airport, and
1: Nicole. Be given fucking a sitcom at the airport. The and agents, agents lined up for you. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too, I was going to say, read the breakdowns. Cause the breakdowns will also say, if you've got a, if you've received a self-tape, for example, the breakdowns will even say, will not accept 01s, ones um, must have, um, they, they are very specific. So again, read those notes.
2: Yeah. 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 No, for sure. No, I
0: just want to make sure people understand that you no, can't. and get I ahead also one, but you
2: know, and I had bad luck at the time. I think <laughs> it was also when things were changing, and I think every yeah. everybody got kind of scared, and so they were just like, we yeah. we just can't take you on, and it was just bad timing, I guess. But you know. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm hearing an 01 right now is about two months. So anybody listening, uh, if you're doing an 01 application because you have a promise of work or some producer has promised you a promise of work, it's about a two month delay to get an approval. That's not an expedited version, but just, you know, lawyers tend to not recommend an expedited version because guess what happens? It actually raises a red flag. So if you ask for something to be expedited, they will actually go through your application with a fine tooth comb. So maybe wait those extra two or three weeks and don't put the pressure on your lawyers and, and pay for the extra, whatever, $2,000 to expedite because actually you get uh, put through the
2: ringer that way.
0: Wow. So. No. Just a tip there. Tip of yeah, the day. Yeah.
2: No, that's, that's a, that's <laughs> we haven't really done
0: one tip. in a while.
2: <laughs> I, that's a really good tip. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's
0: mm-hmm.
1: interesting.
0: If you are applying for an 01 and you have had those those nice producer friends write you a promise of work, if they are not coming from a large network, the new rule is you will need two, not one, two letters of promise of work. So keep that in mind too. 01 visas, they're not just handing them out. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, yeah. Make it worth it. Mm-hmm.
1: So then you came to Vancouver. What brought you to Vancouver?
2: Well, I mean, I. You know, my family lives here. I, I've been living in Vancouver since I was 13. So it was just coming back home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much. I came back feeling like a failure. I actually remember uh, coming back and getting a job at a restaurant and, um, <laughs> and I was serving the table and they were like chatting with me and asking me about things. And, and I was like, oh, I was living in New York. Um, yeah, because I'm an actor. And they're like, oh, it didn't work out. And I was like, like, let me get you a steak
1: knife. Just put that in my back. Thanks. (laughs)
2: Um, But yeah, no, so I, yeah, I came back to, I, 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 you know, I kind of went back and forth, but I came back officially. I I was supposed to come back for a couple of months and then I just stayed because I'm like, well, I can get work here. And, you know, it's hard to go back to somewhere where it's like, you might like, I, it was a pain in the ass to get auditions. You know, I had to submit my whole, I remember I was supposed to audition for Gossip Girl and I had to submit my whole like packet. Like I had to fax everything. So I was like, this is too much. So I came back to Vancouver and, uh, you know, made it work here.
0: I, I know all of you were listening to that word fax. I know if you're young, you don't know what that even means. We used to have to fax submissions in. It wasn't a click on a computer. <laughs> it was a fax. And even before then, do you know what it was? We would get a casting director calling us with a list of characters or they would fax the submissions and we would have to put together a package of headshots and resumes and courier them out with the list of submissions in the package. That's how we used to submit. It used to take
2: weeks. <laughs> it's crazy. I was thinking one time I uh, I, I had to put an audition. It was like... Me, I didn't have an agent that I really wanted to some, uh, audition for something. I remember making a, I made a DVD and I mailed it to LA. <laughs> I, woo, <laughs> to LA. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't think that ever saw it.
0: <laughs> well, I want to bring up the fact that you then decided to take a creative turn and create your own, your own production. Yeah. Why don't we yeah. talk about
2: your fabulous YouTube series? For sure. Um, I get bitter sometimes, like all, all every actor in everywhere. And agents. You know, <laughs> and agents. Like this industry is so difficult, you know, mm-hmm. and there's so many roadblocks. And a lot of times you feel like it's unfair and this and that. And I have a pretty good sense of humor. And I decided to put that frustration into something creative and something funny. Uh, and so I started this show called um, How to Make It in Hollywood When You're Foreign AF, um, which legit. And I'll tell you actually why it started. It's because it was on my birthday and I was bummed out because, you know, p- actors always have like, oh, I got to be on set for my birthday, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and I wanted that post <laughs> I wanted to do. So I'm like, fuck it. I was like, I'm here. I've got like lights. I've got a camera and stuff. I'm going to I'm going to be on set today. And so I decided <laughs> to write this thing really quickly and do like episode one. You know, not expecting anything out of it. And then I just, I remember taking a selfie and sending it to my friend and being like, on set on my birthday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, then, Your home set.
2: Oh, so funny. And then it ended up like I started making more because I i mean, it was super easy. It was just me. Like, you know, season one, it was literally just me doing my own thing. I would edit. I had to learn. I had to Google how to edit.
1: Uh, i'm sure that's come in handy now with all these freaking self-tapes yeah
2: well now i'm like pretty good at editing but you know you're a pro oh man like i legit had to teach myself um all of that and i did it and then um you know we got we got a lot of media attention from this little show and by we i mean i because it was just me (laughs) it's like i legit was getting calls from like like cbc called and they're like um and this is actually a funny story because I remember not to throw my sister under the bus, but I showed my sister watched the show and she was like, oh, "I got to tell you, I don't think it's funny." She's like, "I don't think it's very good." And then she actually got a call from CBC because she, her, um, somebody who was renting her place was working at CBC, and apparently everybody was in the CBC studio, uh, and Gloria McRank was watching this, thinking. And, and saying, I need to get this guy on my show. He's so funny. So they contacted my sister and my sister called me and he's like, I just got a call from CBC. They're trying to get your your number. They think your show is really funny. And I was like, yeah, I fucking told you it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and So then I got a call from CBC and then CTV and I just it ended up being everywhere, which was crazy because that was not the intention. And, it, and really, it just
0: started with you being bitter on your birthday, yeah, not having yeah. a post to be like, I'm on my set. Isn't yeah. FOMO insane? So, like, it's amazing how you see one actor. You're like, fuck, I just want to be that actor. But guess what? That actor yeah. could be having a really shitty time and they're just Absolutely. pretending they're okay. Yeah, so just know, keep you know, in mind, so, Instagram is more of a, yeah. What would we like to say? It's more you of know, but a of,
2: <laughs> The good thing is, you know, a lot of creative stuff happens from usually they don't happen from when you're having good days right no. usually you get creative and and it's such a good outlet you know as actors and you know i tell people right do your own stuff because you never know you never know who's gonna see it, you. you never know where, where it's gonna go um and have fun have fun with it it's it's a crazy industry and you guys know this it's a really and now you've
0: worked thing. with mel gibson
2: and now, yeah, dun, Man, dun, yeah, dun. no, we had, and then we had a great year, you know, and I, but I think that was also, I feel like it built our relationship as well. And I think you guys started to understand me as, as well, Um uh, yeah. based on that show and, and those conversations, you know, and then after that, it's just, we've been getting some cool stuff. Right. And it's, um, it's good. I don't know. I think it was a really, it's something I had to do. And I did it, and um, and it just made me better for it.
1: I think it's interesting too, because sometimes as an actor, you you might be kind of given specific characters. So sometimes it's great to show a different side of you and created by creating your own content and showcasing you in a different light that um, also can inspire. Like I know you even I remember you going into auditions and the casting directors were commenting like, Oh yeah, I saw, I saw your YouTube like channel. Yeah. It was awesome. And I yeah. think they sometimes see you in a different light as well. So sure. don't be afraid to try and take on something different or create content for yourself um, to showcase those aspects of yourself.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you're the one who, you know, I know myself as an actor, I know what I'm good at. And, and, and you guys, you know, you've got a whole list of clients and, um, And they need to show you, they need to show you what they can do.
0: I want people to realize that when you go into the idea of creating your own content, do it from a passion place, do it from a passion project. Don't do it expecting to get seen. Don't do it expecting for your career to launch because that is the wrong way to start it. Just like Al did it. Yeah, exactly. Al did it, in, you know, innocently, fun, playful. Yeah. Hey, I'm just gonna have some fun. It turned into something. I just know when actors force a hand and force something to happen, uh, it's they're not doing it out of acts of service. They're not yeah. doing it like this is playful, this is fun. They're doing it like, well, I do this, I will get something back. So, just so you know, if you ever have that attitude in this business, you will not see anything back. Yeah,
2: That's totally true. Yeah, it's got to come from a genuine place of something you're passionate about and something you just want to say. And you're right with no expectations. Yeah, 100%.
0: Mm-hmm. I do want to touch on the fact that you also got a lot of news coverage on being an actor with a foreign accent and yeah. bringing that to light about how you found the industry and how you've been you know, treated or how you felt you've been treated by yeah. having a foreign accent.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, um, and you know this, it's probably been one of the biggest roadblocks that I've had. And since I started, I mean, even more so when I started, because ever since that, I took a lot of dialect uh, classes and I've done so much, uh, you know, work on it with probably 10 or 12 different coaches. Um, But yeah, it's something that always came back as a feedback was, you know, we like his work, but he has an accent. Um, right. And it just doesn't it's like it's it's hard to cast him in uh, bigger roles because of that. And which is kind of where the you know, the my web series came from was mm-hmm. that idea that somebody with a foreign accent can't is not really seen that well in Hollywood. Um, and something that I was going out for a lot was, you know, um, you get you get put in like the help Kind of thing. So you're like the waiter who brings, you know, the water because if you're foreign, you are seen kind of as a second class citizen in the film industry. And something that I wanted to, you know, speak out about is that in reality, North America is built on immigrants and there is people from all over the world. And so I had a hard time accepting this idea that if you sound that if you have an accent, um, it's not believable that you would be in the show as a lead. Because in my sense, it's like, I've lived in Vancouver. I've lived in New York. There's people with accents all the time. And they do all sorts of different jobs. You know, yeah. they can be a doctor. I mean, who hasn't gone to see a doctor that has an accent or, you know, anything, any, any job. There's lawyers with accents. And so I wanted to bring that up. And especially as the diversity movement was happening, um, which is amazing. And I love that we're finally breaking down. All these stereotypes and, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, the and old living and old. in this yeah. th-
2: this world where you know everybody was white and you know Anglo-Saxon and uh, mm-hmm. showing more of what reality is and part of that reality is that people sound different and it is believable that there's a doctor or there's a lawyer that has an accent because that that is the reality of North America and it's also I love accents you know I love accents and I think it actually adds charm and to always make it into a negative thing, I think we just got to change it into something that we can embrace, right? Yeah, I
0: think the main issue came from the fact that if we go back 30 years in film and television, the executives are white male you know, and that is who stemmed. And that's where the decision-making came from. Now, obviously those molds are all being broken. All the networks are being, you know, obviously very diversified, but I, it's interesting for me because even when I became an agent 25 years ago, I repped accents from the start. Mm -hmm. I always thought it as beautiful, nothing difficult. Um, And I, I did my best with it, but I have to tell you, I think the biggest thing I came across more years ago, not now, uh, but I would say in the beginning was, we can't understand the actor as clearly. And our worry is that in post, especially if an actor with an accent gets angry in a scene Mm -hmm. or gets emotional, the accent gets thicker. So they would say what I would hear from producers was, look, we love the actor. We're going to hire them, but we want them to really focus on just speaking clearly. It's not so yeah. much that the accent was a deterrent. It's just if you, if this Speaking sped up, or there was anger in the conversation, they would actually have to go into post and really fragment it apart and pull it apart so people could understand the script. So there were a lot of reasons
1: that it, yeah. that for and some that reason, I it was totally, difficult,
2: but it shouldn't have been difficult. That one I, you know, that one I agree. And I think every actor should work on speech and voice to be understood. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. it did almost become to the point where it's like as soon as they can kind of hear it, you're yeah. out. And that's the issue. I had that issue.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and. And so it's not practical anymore. It's like, it was a little bit racist. You know what I mean? No, it, look, it <laughs> was, and
0: it was very hard for me because I remember I had a very strong Italian accent, a very strong French accent. I had a very strong German accent. And I found actually European producers were always way more open to the North American yeah. producers. But I am glad to see that things are changing because we do need to represent not just in, in color and look and diversity, but sound. You know, I'm yeah. sorry, not all of us sound the same. No. Some of us do have lisps. Yeah. Some of us are deaf that's why i love to see these breakdowns showing the difference of speech because speech isn't just about accents
2: it's different cultures and again we're you know not trying to make everything the same culture not everything is anglo-saxon you know and it's we we (laughs) do need to embrace it (laughs) um and it's it's refreshing
1: to see especially when you're seeing these like uh, what's being cast now It's not that cookie cutter, perfect, beautiful girls and boys anymore. It's these like really authentic, genuine people who are fucking talented as shit. And finally they get to kind of shine in these roles and there's actually roles being written for these particular people as well, which is, it's refreshing. Uh,
0: I'm going to be the devil's advocate for a second, because this is my only issue. We've gone from not really allowing people to have accents unless they were speaking another language in the show to now the accents have to be so perfect spot on. Like they need to be from China, from the spot in China. The grandparents have to be Chinese. Like it's like they want the pure form. So I feel like our pendulum has gone from one end to the other. Like before, you know, you'd have an Asian client and yes, they could look Vietnamese or are Korean, but now they're like, they must be Korean. Their heritage must be Korean. They must speak Korean. Yes. So I'm struggling with that. Cause Nicole and I are sitting there going, there's all these amazing roles, but they're so specific down to yeah. the T and before it was just like, Hey, we just want a, a great yeah. diverse client. Now it's <laughs> And it's Give me their family tree. And it oh, must my be their, God, yeah. which,
2: you know, we've had to deal with that. And I find it difficult because now I have my ethnic background is mixed. Yeah. And it's all over the fucking place. You yeah. know, so when it comes to now having to be so specific, to, you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm just going to wait until they write this, 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 because I'm I'm a mutt. You know what I mean? I I didn't (laughs) want to use that word, but that's, I love
0: that word. And I I think that's so endearing because keep in mind, if you are an actor that is, you know, parents from different heritages, different nationalities, there is a space for you. I don't want everybody to worry that there's no space. If you are talented, there is a space for you. So please keep that hope and faith.
2: Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I think right now what's happening is that people are scared. Everybody's scared. You know, we're acting on fear, and I think the reason that they need to do the background check of, you know, the family tree is because they don't want to be called out. Everybody's scared of being called out. Yeah. At the same time, I do find it, and I was thinking a little bit on it that, you know, I go out for a lot of ethnic roles because I'm kind of mixed, and um, and I was thinking I've got white friends that go out for, you know, kind of like Russian or South African, Australian, and I'm like they're never asked their ethnic background i was like it's still like the people of color that are asked to prove you know yeah. to the execs that it's like what kind of dark are we um which is a little tricky i understand i understand the point but it's also i do also believe in being actors you know yeah. what i mean i don't think yeah. i have to reveal my whole you know especially <laughs> there's part of my family that just because of uh, relationships and stuff like i don't actually know Right. But and there so is a positive like, though
0: I, that I'm going to bring up oh, out. And this is yeah. what me and Nicole have done is if someone is got a very big divide between what the mother and the father is mm-hmm. nationality wise. Sometimes we'll use one and we'll play it up bigger for one submission, then we'll minute we'll mute that right. and play yeah, up yeah, the yeah. other side sure. bigger. So I'm like, for believe sure. me, you have indigenous in you. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I'm one quarter of this. I'm like, great. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, one yeah, quarter of yeah. this. Or oh, you are Italian. Sure. Okay, now you're Italian. Like there yeah, are yeah, times where we will play up those, you know,
2: yeah, parts yeah. of a person.
0: But again, we're all human. We just we're need to human. be treated like humans. And, and I'm glad that yeah. TV is representing uh the beautiful uniqueness yeah. of the world. I just wish that it wasn't going from one end to the other. I, totally. I would like but, you to know, have a bit more of a, a slow burn of like
2: changes. Humans, all humans have a hard time getting things right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think they do but, it one way. They get smashed. But, and they trial and the error. complete opposite. I know, but it's like yeah. the
2: good thing is that we're trying. And I think we are going to get to a point in which it doesn't matter. what, And, and that's going to be the beauty of it. It doesn't matter. Yes. Remember, when I first moved to North America, I was shocked. That there were people that were not white because I had only seen all these TV shows and movies where everybody was super, not only white, but rich. Like when I saw my house that we moved into, I was like, wait a second, this is not this is not where people live. In America, because <laughs> I'd seen movies like Home Alone, you know, where you've got a like, middle, middle class family that lives like in a mansion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I know. everybody's beautiful and white. And I was like, so, yes, like representation is so important, um, you know, so it's good it's happening. And at some point. Everything will be just fine.
0: (laughs) But you know what's crazy? Like, let's fast forward. Let's just, you know, for fun, let's fast forward. In about 40, 50 years, we probably really won't have race, which I love. Think about all the beautiful babies and all the beautiful, you know, combinations that are happening right now. There weren't, unless like a little colony hides, (laughs) you know, of one uh, diversity or another, it's going to be this just a blend again. We'll just be human. And that's all I I want. I want that. I love that right now we're very segregated and it would be nice to all come together, but
2: getting political on this. No, it's fine. I know, Mm -hmm. you know, but it will be, it will be a good thing. And I, you know, I know my family had to deal with it. Part of the reason we had to leave Italy, even though I'm part Italian, it's because we also have other ethnicities that were not well seen in Italy. And that's part of why we had to leave. And so, yeah, man, like racism is real and, it is. The good thing that's happening in Hollywood is that hopefully people will see different faces and hear different accents and be more accepting, you know? And yeah. Well, way.
0: it also comes yeah. down to producers allowing it casting yeah. to stand up and go, this is the right actor for the role. I know you have this idea in your head, but this is your person. That's what I, you know, again, but casting directors are put under pressure from producers yeah. that are put under pressure from execs. So I think a lot of actors are a bit naive this way. It is not up to casting. Casting no, yeah. is doing a job, but if yeah. producers or the network execs put the hammer down saying this actor has to be this you know nationality yeah. unfortunately they are yeah. stuck and even though yeah. the right actor might not be in that group it's such a shame that they're not being seen because i feel like the right, right actor should be chosen not yeah, sure. it shouldn't be based on you know your background but
2: for sure
1: yeah. i know yeah. it be <laughs> it's really hard too, to find those specifics yeah. and they like Um, let's just say for a commercial, they were looking for a specific ethnicity with a flipper. So try and find that. Yeah, like- It's a tooth. It was a tooth. Oh. <laughs> so it was missing the tooth because it was for a specific commercial. So I think this casting director actually started calling dentists. Yeah. You just try oh and God. find the right person specifically.
2: You've got to give it to them, man. The, yeah. Like good for yeah. them for like yeah. thinking outside of the, the box. And that's kind of, I mean, <laughs> man, like it's not easy. So that's damn, that's amazing. That's like mm-hmm. good on them, but.
0: Those of you listening, a flipper is a temporary tooth that literally looks like it flips in. So mm-hmm. they always look for, a for either commercial. Yeah, a dental commercial. So like, you know, they talking about senior citizens that have like a false tooth or a child that has. And so they'll just put a temporary what's called a flipper. It's so funny because I Nicole handles our commercials here at the agency. So I'm like, I haven't seen that word written in so long. No. I want to jump into the fact that Al does coach, because I think the biggest thing we want to bring to everybody listening right now is not just kind of updates on what's happening out there. I know we touched on visas. We've touched on about, you know, please don't worry if you have an accent, own it. But what I'd love to talk about too, is kind of what are the biggest questions that you get as a coach? Like maybe we could discuss just kind of the questions that are out there right now, because of course the world's changing every day. We're all just yeah. hanging on for dear life <laughs> see what Pretty happens sure. next. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, one of the biggest ones that I, you know, that I usually get is if you're not getting seen, if you're not getting auditions, what can the actor do to get their agents to get them auditions? That's a big one.
0: That is such a tough one. And it changes yeah. from day to day, because if you are getting if it's a drought for you, but let's say you were busy in January, February, but April, May, it's quiet. That's just the seasons of the business. So you right. can't take it personally, yeah. but let's say you've been doing a ton of auditions that you and your agent have been really on a haul, and everything's going great. And all of a sudden there's some quiet. It's time to reach out to your agent and just check in, but do it gently and not on the weekends, not after hours. Cause I don't know what the fuck's going on. We're getting a lot
1: of questions after hours. People on the weekends, 7-Eleven. 24 fucking seven <laughs> like, we need a break too yeah we got gonna freaking text this morning sure. at so during,
2: yeah and i think that's i think that's totally fair i'm kind of the same yeah. as a coach man like i get do you get bombarded get, as well um, all the time and then people get mad like you know they'll email me at 11 30 p.m and then be mad like after five minutes if i didn't get back to them and i'm like yeah
0: our life on, like, Give
2: me a, give me a break. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. um, but
0: listen, I do want to go back to your question. I'm sure Nicole yeah. can add in too. There are agencies that don't get the same traction as other agencies and even specific agents within agencies. It depends if you're with a yeah. newer agent or a more senior agent. It depends if you're with a more established agency or a new boutique agency. I really think that When actors are making a decision on rep, it is so critical that you have done your research and know that you're with an agent that has done great work for others because the proof is in the fucking pudding. If you're signing on with a new agent, be aware. They won't have those relationships yet. They're going to be learning just like you, and you have to be more patient. Nicole, do you want to add in? I know there's there's so many reasons that you might there, not get there get
1: it. really is because sometimes, um, for example, kids are busy during a certain time period, and then there's not a lot. We don't necessarily know the type of characters that they're looking for, so your age range or ethnicity or gender there might not be a lot of, uh, breakdowns with those types of characters. So it just might be like Michelle said, a bit of a drought. So again, if you want to check in with your agent, have a conversation with them to say, hey, are there any kind of characters even too within my age range or ability right now that you're seeing, or is it just kind of slow? Um, that's mm-hmm. another thing to check for. Cause we right. don't know tomorrow if they're going to be looking for, you know, all 12 year olds, all different ranges or someone right. that speaks Japanese. Like we don't have that information ahead of time. So we couldn't necessarily tell you either.
0: Yeah. And right now, commercially, it's very flat. There's very little, we should be turning mm-hmm. out 20 commercials a week. I think we're turning out like it five, if that. Dead.
1: Yeah. Commercial-wise, and then kids dead.
0: incredibly slow for kids. So mm-hmm. if, unless like Billy, the kid just cast. So if you read for that, you've pretty much done everything that's right for kids right now. Mixtape is now finished. That had a bunch of kids on it, but 18 year olds, like we took on this gorgeous 18 year old a couple of months ago, we haven't even given her one audition. We've never not given an audition to someone, but it's just, they're not writing these younger roles very much right now. Everything is very much aimed for 35 plus. Like that's the bulk 35 to 65 and the 45 to 65 it's <laughs> really hot, just. <laughs> but it's never been so hot to be 65 years of age. Like some of our breakdowns are 75 to 85. I'm like, I haven't had an actor survive that long. Like, I you know it sounds horrible,
1: but it's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. I think they're it's going nice to old age. Homes. And
1: Nice to see, even from an age perspective, that they're writing great roles yeah, for like that's, that's women really cool. or men, yeah, you know, yeah.
2: 50 plus. That's awesome. That's and that's another really
1: thing. Cool. I want to bring that up. Someone like Meryl
0: Streep, I, I forget where her success came, but I do know there's a couple of senior actors that didn't get success till almost their late thirties or forties. So realize and that yeah. your Hopkins. career is not over okay. if you don't achieve success in your teens, twenties, or even thirties, believe me, the right role can change that in in a moment. So I love that. Keep up the it. faith.
2: That's awesome. And, uh, another question that I get is let's say you get an audition and it doesn't, um, and the role you basically don't want to do it. And it could be for, you know, maybe you find it offensive or maybe you feel like you moved on from, let's say it's an actor role and you just don't want to do it. It's a small role. Is it bad to turn it down? Is it bad to say no? Is casting going to get mad? Do you want me to take this one?
1: I'm, I'm going to start it <laughs> off. Okay, <laughs> totally fine if you are if you're offended or have some um, passionate response to a role. I think it's fine if you say, you know what, I'm not comfortable playing this. I think it's okay. I think that's a conversation you need to have with your agent, even potentially ahead of time, to make sure that they understand your expectations or limitations regarding the type of roles that you want to go for. If there's something that you're not comfortable with, have a conversation with your agent. If you're not getting a lot of auditions right now, your agent might be putting you into different size roles. So if you think let's say a year or two ago, you were doing a ton of principal roles, but you haven't even been auditioning or getting into the room and there's an actor role that comes out fucking tape for it just to even just get in front of casting take those opportunities, um, and then I don't know if Michelle, you want to add some more stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely want to add into this. This is something that is a, a sensitive
0: subject. I really feel that if you get an audition that has nudity, or unfortunately the character is a pedophile, or there's rape involved, or there's some kind of very extreme content, heavy swearing. Sometimes there's been kids, kids projects and they're 12 years old and there's masturbation. Like I totally understand when people, yeah, it's a Seth Rogen movie, you know, come on. It was for the boys project. <laughs> um, you know, it was hard. Like to send those materials out, I always preface to the parents, like, please warning, like cover your eyes when you read this. No, um, Cassie
1: I think it double a, checks that
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it's warning. a sensitive subject, that's very different. And I, I always say that I, there's no conversation needed. You can just send me an, an email saying, Hey, I'm uncomfortable with the content done said N- done. But if you are an actor, like Nicole said, that has been auditioning and hasn't been booking. And even if you feel like you're in that principle, let's just say co-star supporting, because I know we should use the US terms as well. So supporting compared to a co-star and you've been given the smaller role. There's two things I want you to look. Is it a feature film? Like if it was your movie, that you just did with Mel Gibson. You should fucking take it. It doesn't matter how small a role is in a feature film, you take it, especially if it's a scene with Ryan Reynolds. I just had a client do that. Mm. Um the only thing that I would tell you to be careful of when you're accepting a small role in a feature film is feature film shoot for about 3 months. So let's say it's April, your role could be shooting in August. Now that one day could fuck you over on a bigger role that could be coming in between now and then. So that's always nerve-wracking. So I actually create what's called an opt out for my clients On that, I'll say, look, we want an opt out within 10 days before if something bigger comes in. Now, most producers don't want to close on that. I've closed on that. Mm. So, if it's a small role in the feature, I tell you to take it. If it's a small role in a series that you love, like let's say you really want to work on Superman and Lois, or you really have a thing for, I don't know, name a show, Working Moms. I don't know what your favorite shows are. There's Handmaid's Tale that's casting. Let's say Mm. it's a one liner for Handmaid's Tale and it's your favorite show. Find out if this is the last episode of the season find out if there's a bit more story because sometimes if an agent doesn't submit you for a small role, but casting asks for you, there's a bigger reason. So if an actor just goes, this is beneath me and sends an email back, that doesn't go over well with agents. It's better to mm. say, Hey guys, I'm really prefer to wait for something bigger, have some, you know, kindness when you respond and let us come back to you and explain why. Cause in previous times that this has happened to me, I've reached out to casting saying the client's passed and they go, Oh, you don't know this, but this episode, it's a one-liner, but the next episode, it's going to be huge, and there's a chance that they could write it in. And guess what? You might have just passed out in something huge. So, right? Yeah. Sometimes two liners can turn into series regulars. I've had clients that have been yeah. written in because the producers fall in love with you. That yeah. happened on numerous shows over the years with me. So just make sure there's good intentions behind a pass. It's not your ego screaming in your ear saying, yeah. "I'm better than this." <laughs> so.
2: Yeah,
1: there's a lot of that.
2: Great. Yeah, that's a that's a great answer, actually. Thank you. Long-winded, uh, but lots of reasons. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah. But I think but it,
1: it is a complex answer because there is, one. like yeah. you said, there's yeah. there's lots of reasons and even from casting. So yeah. take the time to also check in to say, am I missing something? Is this really just, yeah. you know, one thing?
2: Oh, for sure. And I mean, you, you even see like celebrities doing- really small parts and feature Camels. films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, well, Rachel Dratch
0: and Anik are here from Saturday Night Live and yeah. a bunch of our clients were going to pass on roles with this feature film. We're like, have you seen who's writing it? Have you seen yeah. who's directing it? It's two of the SNL girls. Like, why would you, yeah. it'd be like working with Tina Fey. Like, yeah. so Amazing. I think a lot of people don't realize that that one scene that you have with the star client is bigger than you doing to reoccurring roles on Riverdale or something, if it's a For smaller sure. role. So, and, you know, also make sure that again, like Nicole said, have the conversation with the agent, be kind because there's always a bigger story. Don't be rude and be like oh, passing. It's beneath right.
1: me. So sorry. We've got a nasty emails from people sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think we finally, we were so excited because it was like, I don't think they were getting out too much. They weren't kind of getting picked to do self-tapes or whatever or auditions. And they Mm -hmm. finally got an audition. We were like, Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. We were excited about it. It was a great project. And they were just like, this is beneath me. This is Mm -hmm. bullshit. I'm way better than this. And like, uh, that's a great way to get cut. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, (laughs) also, if you want some negative
0: feedback from casting, sometimes we have gone back and said, Hey, the actor wants to wait for something bigger. Do you know what we've gotten back? They don't deserve something bigger. Tell oh. them to audition for this. They're not ready for bigger roles. So be careful because, uh, you know, uh, you may think you're ready for something bigger than you
2: really are. <laughs> Ouch. 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 Yeah, exactly. Ouch. That's, yeah. Uh, that's, the tea. that's funny. And also, I think people need to understand um, that it's such a privilege to be auditioning in Vancouver, when you have an agent, I know in New York, it's so much more difficult to get an agent and you end up doing like the craziest auditions that you don't even expect. But here in Vancouver, you know, it's still like you're auditioning for like a Hollywood movie, Mm -hmm. you know, a Netflix series. Like you also got to remember that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. It doesn't, it's like, that's amazing. Not a lot of people can say that. You're also
1: getting in front of the casting director. And I know, you know, this we've had phone calls specifically for you right after you were in an audition for a project and the casting director called us right away. And we, they're like, we want to see Al for this project. We loved him. And, and so it's anytime you have a chance to get in front of casting, you might not necessarily be right for that role, or it might be a smaller role, but you might twig their thoughts or of the other projects that they're working on. So get in front of them.
2: Absolutely. Can I, uh, speaking of auditions, can I give you a horror story?
1: Yeah. So this
2: is like, this is also why, um, I want to say and, uh, why agents are so important. Um, You know, because I remember when I was in New York and just out of theater school, I was finding my own auditions and I'm the kind of person I'm like, I want to do everything, you know, especially I'm kind of changing a little bit. But when I was young, I'm like, I'll do anything. And it was just posed for an off off Broadway show. And um, and they called me in and I had an audition I had to do a monologue. And they're like, great. you got a call back. Come back today at 3 p.m. These are your sides uh, from the actual play. Memorize it. It was in Spanish, so I had to go spend a whole day memorizing the stuff in Spanish. Come back, and I go in the theater, and it was a bit, it was about a baseball team. So there's about 50 guys sitting in the theater, uh, everybody auditioning, and the director comes out and he's like, "Okay, guys, great. So we're gonna do the scenes uh, one by one, and once the scenes are done, um, you guys are gonna come back in, and we'll do the naked part. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. and everybody Excuse was me? dead quiet and we're all like the what like yeah the naked parts so you're all gonna come in and you gotta get undressed and then you can leave and i'm like oh my god what the fuck this is non-paid keep in mind this is a non-paid <laughs> production so we all go in the green room and they start calling people in for the for the scenes and then i was like oh i got a great idea so i go up to the assistant and i'm like you know what i actually i would love to do this but i have another call back and i have to go like in 10 minutes so i don't think i can stay and they're like oh just wait a second and then the director comes out and it's like hey guys it seems like a lot of you guys don't have time to stay so we're not gonna do the scenes we'll go straight to the getting naked part
0: oh my god Whoa. So no up-
2: to self to never audition for low budget or no pay oh, gigs, dude. Oh my God. So we all, and of course I'm in the first group. They're like, we're going to call in groups of five. And of course, I'm in the first fucking group that bring us in the theater in a lineup of five. There's three people watching us. They make us take off. All over I mean I'm in in my underwear. And then director goes, uh, underwear as well. Oh no, no. Oh my god. Slowly pulled down my underwear. No,
1: you didn't.
0: I I did
2: not know what to do. And then he goes, This was the I mean, it's already so bad. And then he goes, uh, great. Now if you can give us a little spin around.
0: (gasps) Oh my god. Were you being punked?
2: No. And then I did it. And I put on my clothes and I left. And that's honestly, I was like, what am I doing with my life?
1: Okay, (laughs) so. Oh my gosh. You know what, it's scary too when you're young and
2: impressionable.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say how to
0: get out. You didn't know. Okay, you guys, I'm about to tell you how you get the fuck out. One, you walk out the door. That's a start. Um, if it's for a bigger production, which it has happened, I had a client read probably about 15 years ago for a very large casting house here in Vancouver. They were reading for a new horror series. And as they were done their audition, they're like, Great. And now we'll need to see you topless. And the client's like, what? And so I got the call, luckily it was during work hours (laughs) and they were going to take her into a closet and take a Polaroid. They were going to have yeah, a female assistant go and Polaroid her topless. And then they were going to like toss the Polaroids around and figure out who was right for the shoot. This is not appropriate yeah. behavior from yeah. any casting office. Unless you were told in advance that there will be full frontal or full nudity or bare back, bare front. But you need to know one, in advance. Two, it should never be part of an original audition. Nudity should not be shown unless it's a chemistry test or a very tight, Callback. That sounds the right word to use. Very small callback uh, with a very closed set or closed group, because right now I do not want anyone being taken advantage of. But nudity is a very delicate situation, and it should be discussed with you and your agent. So if it's not something you're comfortable with, please, please, please don't do it. This is don't do be it for free. Being- oh God, <laughs> definitely don't do it for free. Ugh.
2: You guys know
0: when you're negotiating a contract and it has to have nudity, they at least get double. Normally it's double. So if it's an actor role, the minimum they can give you if you're showing your breasts is principal. You can also decide on how much nudity you want to do. If they say it's open to discussion, you can actually have a discussion with the director and your agent if you get chosen for the role of like, okay, I'm comfortable with side cheek or I'm comfortable with side breast. I'm comfortable with front breast, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with full frontal. But keep in mind, there are tools to keep certain parts of you covered, even if you appear nude. So please never think you have to be nude ever.
2: Mm-hmm. Ever. And call and, your agent right
1: away if you're in a situation like that, especially yeah. a callback that you were not given.
2: Well, I didn't any have you guys. I, I, know, I know, I know. Okay. And if, I had if, no if,
1: life and if you don't go. have an agent, get the <laughs> yeah. fuck get out of there. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I was going to say, and if your agent is unreachable, the other thing you can do is you can call a union rep if it's no, after please. hours and the union isn't available. You actually should just call a meeting with the producers. No, and so what please. you do is you cannot just say, okay, you For have sure. to say, I am uncomfortable in this moment. We're need to discuss it. This wasn't brought up to me in advance. By the way, nudity should always be discussed before you shoot it so yeah this is different al's talking about an audition so it should never happen in a first audition only if you're going for a paid serious project and then it's in a very discreet callback situation uh and then <laughs> i mean i don't even
2: know if it was a plane. we're been for talking about game of
0: thrones <laughs> al might have been auditioning for a porno we're not sure what he's yeah. <laughs> doing
2: no totally it's like <laughs> movie Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? At the same
1: time, like, at least you can kind of laugh about it now. It was a crazy experience. Yeah. But I definitely moment.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) For sure. Because in those moments, you really don't think like and you try and then you just don't. You just don't know. It's crazy when he just, you know, you're young and he just comes up and you're like, fuck, I don't know. I don't know how to get out. And you, just you know what? It? It's
0: not just about nudity, too. We've had a client being pressured to shave his head on the moment because his wig didn't fit. And they actually convinced a 21 year old to shave yeah. his head bald. And this is a guy that had the beautiful, you know, gorgeous head of hair. And it really <laughs> destroyed him for about seven months. So
2: Honestly, if that you're- would be worse. I'd if you're get getting naked. stomach
0: flipped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're so funny. Al totally. loves his hair. Yeah.
2: No, fuck that. Be
0: like asking Al to put on 20 pounds.
2: You'd be like, I'd rather be naked. Yeah. Uh, like, can you ship your head? I'm like, can I just get naked instead? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Do I have options.
0: Oh my God, you guys. But listen, if your stomach is doing stomach flips or you have that horrible gut instinct, no matter if you're a man, woman, yeah. child, adult, you mm. know, young person, please either question it, walk away or call someone. Do not ever put yourself in that position. For sure.
1: Cause I'll tell you, they put pressure on you. And I think sometimes you don't think that you have choices, but you do. You just know you have choices and no one's going to write you off um, and and banish you from the fucking film and television industry. (laughs) So don't worry. If you're in a callback for the prequel of Game of
0: Thrones, they're going to have nudity. They're going to need yeah. to see those tatas or that tushy of yours. So just get ready.
2: And obviously <laughs> but that's right? Because it's going to be discussed and it's going to be talked yeah. about and it's going to, yeah. you know. It's in the that. character
1: notes and the breakdown.
2: Yeah. I also, Nicole I just want to let everybody know I did get that play.
1: <laughs> did you? <laughs>
2: I did. did turn you? It, I turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. So <laughs> you know, just successful. putting it out there that I did get the part.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Well, I have to tell you, Al. I every time we get a self tape from you, I it's like the joy of my day. It's there's it's only just, a you do couple of these. That, yeah, it's like oh, yeah. you always bring so much. Character, so much thought, so much passion to your additions. Mm. And most of the time you just have me on the floor in laughter. So I just oh, want to thank, thank you for all the effort you put in behind your additions and you make bold choices. And I think right mm. now we have to make bold choices. I think actors that are just reading the lines sure. and getting through the edition. I'm sorry, but there's too many of you out there. Think mm. about it. I mean, theater is not happening. So think mm-hmm. every actor is available mm-hmm. pretty much plus all of the theater
1: actors that used to yeah. be busy,
0: so yeah. the competition is fierce. Yeah. So stand well, out. Also, you. casting I mean, is
1: looking at 20 different tapes for one role. Yeah. So when you stand out or you make a bold choice, it's yeah. refreshing because they're like, oh, yeah. finally. Yeah. It Someone can woke me up. Casting director, right?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. To see
1: the same thing like, hi, my name is yeah. Joe. Hi, my name is Joe. <laughs> hey, my name is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's different. It kind of pops oh. out at you.
2: So stand yeah. out. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you. And you guys get me great auditions, you know, so that helps when you got... Good material from you guys. So oh, we plan on yeah.
0: you becoming a star.
2: Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll make it happen. And then I will get naked for the right role.
0: For you know.
2: Yeah. For Scur- Game Scur- of Thrones For HBO
0: Max. Yeah. HBO is definitely a paid. You get paid for
2: it. Because I've done it once for free, so.
0: Oh, God. Well, guys, I loved us having a moment to catch up and to see you. Even it's on Zoom, it's so great to see you. So
2: it's so fun.
0: Thanks You're for awesome. coming along, Al, for the ride, yeah, Al Miro, thank everyone. Woo-hoo-hoo.
2: Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, it's been a blast. I just wanted to say that you guys are awesome and you're amazing, and the work that you do for all of us is incredible. And the fact that you're always available—and um, they're not always available, guys—like nine to five, but <laughs> technically still, like, we're not,
1: but we still pick up our phones. But they still
2: do. <laughs> and and not only, you know, I mean, I had a conversation with Michelle last week about like personal stuff, and you were so great, you know. And it's so—it really feels like a team. And you guys love your jobs, and I love that about you guys. And you love your act even though you Mm -hmm. have some rants about us sometimes but you know (laughs) you you really select few (laughs) you guys really do care and it and it's so wonderful to um to have you guys on my team and I think a lot of all of us actors at the agency feel the same way so thank you